0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the city of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia.
1: Be blessed. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. But the angel said to me, why did you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carries her, which has the seven heads and the ten horns. Let's continue. Verse 8. The beast that you saw was and is not, and was sent out of the bottomless pit and go to perdition. And those who dwell on the earth will marvel, whose names are not written in the book of life from the, mountain, from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that was and is not and yet is. Next verse. Here is the mind which has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. Now, how many of you attended the meeting on Monday on Zoom? How many attended the meeting on Tuesday on Zoom? How many have no idea what we're talking about? like, <laughs> you're like there was even a meeting. <laughs> or is there that person who's saying, what is Zoom? <laughs> okay. Um, we've been talking about seven mountains of influence due to the nature of the service, I don't really have time to start explaining but generally these are seven spheres which God wants us to dominate but at the same time, Satan wants to dominate as well so if believers don't take their stand to dominate them, there will be a challenge so on Monday we talked about the mountain of religion on Tuesday we talked about the mountain of family Today, let's talk about the mountain of education. How many of you here are studying something, somewhere, in a way, somehow? How many of you are enjoying it? (laughs) How many people here don't enjoy school? Like it's just not your thing? Like you don't enjoy it? (laughs) Okay. How many here are like top A plus students? Like not by faith, but like <laughs> <laughs> how many are top students? Okay. How many are average? How I many are like somewhere above average? <laughs> what about above sea level? Like by the line. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Okay. We're looking at the mountain of education. Okay. Now, your presenter for today is no other than Apostle F. Uh, And for those who are attending church for the first time, we don't always introduce ourselves with our qualifications and stuff like that. But just for purposes of this lesson, you may want to know that there's an MDS there, there's a BDS, there's a B.B., I didn't finish. And there's a dip. <laughs> okay. And by God's grace, we'll add a few more soon. Most, I think everything there was added before last year before last year and um, let's continue i want us to look a bit at education and why it's an important mountain and i want you to take this lesson as extremely spiritual i may give you a few technical terms but this is a very spiritual lesson Now, education, we can define it as the process of facilitating learning, right? The acquisition of knowledge, skills, values, beliefs, and even habits. Education frequently takes place under guidance of educators, who may take the role of teachers, instructors, or tutors. If I may ask one more question, how many of you are in education in the sense that you're either training to be an educator or you're already an educator? No matter what form of education, whether it's um, formal education or maybe it's peer-to-peer education and stuff like that, how many of you have trained to be educators in any way? Raise your hands, please. Okay, you've never volunteered even for, like, peer-to-peer education. (laughs) No one here has ever volunteered for peer-to-peer? Like, no, we'll go there, we'll teach on rights, we'll teach on bodily health, mental health. Raise your hands, please. What were you doing in your gap year? Okay, you can put your hands down. Now, education can be formal, meaning organized with a curriculum and you get a paper at the end of the day. It can be informal, like outside the school setting, right? It can also be non-formal, like something that we can say is not at the level of maybe like a university or a college but maybe we sit down for seven days and we educate you on the mountains of influence and we give you mountains of influence certificates <laughs> that's, we are not doing that, but that's that's an example of how it can be different okay now education is a super agent of socialization follow me And it has the power to shape a person's world's view. I'll give you an example. One plus one is? How do you know? Why do you think one plus one is true? Who told you one plus one is true? I don't know if you're getting my point. Um... What color is this over here on the board? And then this one? This one? (laughs) Your definition of the color, the suit I'm wearing, what color is it? So are you seeing that your education levels? Now, in this case, it's not even about degrees and what. I'll be honest, I don't know what color suit this is. (laughs) Because when it comes to colors, I'm not very educated. For me, this looks brown. (laughs) And I've never really known what beige is. Like, I have no idea what that is. Okay. Now, the world has been designed in such a way that people spend most of their time being educated rather than being at home. Let me give you an example. This is why we have to be in this mountain. Because where are people most of the day? Okay, let's start from baby class all the way to primary and the like. 7.30. Do you know, I don't know if you remember those hard days of primary school. Where at 7.30 you are required to, be incla- to, to, to report. How many of you ever reported at 7.30? And if it's not half day, 6. 6.55? <laughs> six <55. laughs> so that means you wake up like what? 0405? You bath or you're bathed based on... <laughs> and then, no, think about this. And then you are taken to school. There'll be break, there'll be lunch. And what time would they pick you up at the end of the day? 16, right? Now, when you get to secondary school, for me, secondary, I think we were required, my child boys, what time were we required to be at school? 7 or 7.30 or something like that. Before 7.30. Then we'll have our house meeting, then eight hours class starts. What time were we knocking off? I don't remember. It's been 16, And then you've got some extracurricular activities. Then there are other people on the way back, they even do two shows. And then when they reach home, their parents find them watching the TV show and they say, you're not even studying. (laughs) And so your parents expect you to be with a book the whole day. In short, you spend a lot of time being educated. Now, if we don't invade the education sector, who will be with our children the whole day? Who will they be interacting with from seven to 16 if we leave that sector alone? And are you aware that teachers don't just teach, they tell stories? <laughs> My sister would laugh once had a teacher in grade four or five, I don't remember. But One time he came in front of the class and he told us that he was born again now, but he previously used to practice Satanism. I'm not joking. (laughs) So he told us he could be like in 10 places at once and and all sorts of things. Now, that's something the headmistress didn't know he was telling us. It wasn't in the curriculum, it wasn't in the syllabus. He taught us the song he sang when his daughter died, as in, I even remember it, mawe, mawelelo. <laughs> like, I literally remember it. And then, um, I remember one days because I, I lived in the same road as a school. So, one time I'm knocking off, and then, by the other house, the household was standing outside, and he turns to me and says, do you know that that's my daughter? It's just that I abandoned her years ago, what am I trying to say? People spend a lot of time with teachers. I'm like, that's perhaps almost 20 years ago and I still remember every single word. We might want to invent this sector. He told me things I shouldn't have heard. <laughs> Let's continue. Afterwards, Ideally, because many people get jobs, they spend most of their day then practicing, ideally, what they've been educated in. So this is a big deal because it gets to through a huge part of our life. Right now, if I was to ask those who are doing anything to do with school, how do you spend a normal day? It's either you're doing it or you're thinking about it. Well, you're feeling guilty for not touching the books. <laughs> Please go. <laughs> now, let's continue. There's no way something can be this big and God is not interested in it. There's no way. Now, let's just continue. Now, in education, it involves knowledge, right? So, The sciences, concepts, ideas, facts, theories. Education involves skills. Cooking, designing, driving, accounting, legal practice, all that kind of stuff. It involves values. It involves values. It's what do we believe. Why do we believe it? Why do you think languages like Bemba have a lot of sayings? There's a saying in Bemba that the faithfulness of a man does not destroy a home. Why do you think there's a lot of divorce with people being educated that way? That's some form of education. So education involves a lot of things. It shapes our view of life. But today I want to ask a question. Why should Christians be educated? Why should Christians be educated? Number one, let's look at the scriptures first. Daniel 1 verse 4 speaking about Daniel and his brethren, it says, children in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and cunning in knowledge and understanding science and such as had ability in them to stand in the king's palace and whom they might teach the learning and the tongue of the Chaldeans. So now, the king had, this is Babylon, and then in Babylon, they captured Israelites, right, Jews, and then from among the people who were captured, there are some who got to work in government, and the key to them getting to work in government was education, because they found them to be teachable, they found them to be powerful in science, they found them to be powerful in knowledge, and because of that, they got to work in government. And then, here is the thing. Daniel would have never had the opportunity to interpret the king's dream had he not had some form of education. Because it's the education that got him the platform. So there are certain platforms that education will bring you. Now here's why every Christian must be educated. Number one, it introduces you to the world. It introduces you to how the world works. You have an idea how the world works. Before I went to the University of Zambia, I think there was an election around that period, either before or after. I think just before. There was an election, actually. I think that's when the Patriotic Front came into government. And there was a word that, bec- there was a word that became common. And the word was uh, subsidies. I had no idea what it meant, but it was being talked about a lot. And so in my first year, I actually learned this word, subsidies, and I now knew what it meant. And when I went back and asked the number of people, I realized they were just talking and had no idea what it meant. As a matter of fact, um, some of the fathers of democracy, such as Plato, argued that it's difficult for democracy to work Without education being widespread. Because everyone will have an under, because when it's widespread, things will be based more on arguments, and everyone will have an understanding of what it is they are voting or not voting for. And by the way, I'm not just talking about the education you get at school. I'm talking also about the one you get through reading. I'm talking about what you get through researching. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, or is it last year, there was a lot of debate in Zambia over Bill 10. Some people were for it, some people were against it. If I was to ask you, why were you for it, why were you against it, do you even have any idea what was in Bill 10, or what wasn't in Bill 10, what's your answer? Ladies and gentlemen, there is a certain level of governing and participation in this world that we will not get without having some form of education. That's something that I've come to realize. I can give you one more example in that same light. Just one more example. How many of you know that Zambia has development plans? we had how many so far? Seven. And I'm sure there'll be work on an eighth. How many of us have read even just a paragraph to see where we can find ourselves? Maybe, that's, maybe you started a small business. What if there's somewhere you can find yourself and some policies you can align to which can cause you to advantage yourself over anybody else but you just never opened the book to read? And it's not like we don't have time to read. There's a certain celebrity in Zambia who's been having, I don't know, like back and forth with a lady over a child. <laughs> how many of you know about it? You read. <laughs> I think there was a big reconciliation yesterday or something like that. How did you know? You read? Don't ask me how I knew. But nevertheless. <laughs> There's another one in the U.S., I think, they, they came together and they got married. I think the guy then became a gospel artist for a year or something like that. I don't know what he is now. <laughs> and, and I don't think things are to, uh, very okay right now. You read about it. You find you've got the details. Some might even know what the lady was wearing as at the day she discovered that she's now been declared single. Meaning, we've got a lot of time to read. But how often do we improve ourselves and actually become educated over things? Educated over matters. Do you know that some people have lost property they shouldn't have lost because they were not educated? I heard of a story of a young lady. She lost property after her parents died in the early, I think, early 2000s. Years later, she went to the University of Zambia and studied law, and started understanding everything that was going on. She went to Ziali, got admitted to the Basud, and she was given that property back years later. Why? Because she had gotten an education. Let's continue. So it shapes your view. It introduces you to the world. And then you cannot dominate a world you don't understand. It's difficult to dominate what you don't have an idea how it works. You can't dominate a world that you have no idea how it works. You cannot do that. Let me not say much. Today I was doing more study on a country called Equatorial Guinea. How many of you know it? How many of you know that in terms of GDP, it might eventually become the country with the best GDP in Africa? But how many of you know that in terms of HDI, it's got one of the worst I think it's a country that has the biggest gap between GDP and HDI. How many of you have no idea what HDI is? (laughs) Okay. How many have no idea what GDP is? Now, those are things that you'll come to... Now, can you imagine the entire society? The three quarters of that society. Because as it stands in that nation, the president is the longest-serving African president, and the vice president is his son, and he's literally an Instagram model. He's always just posting about lavish living. That's, I think that's even his hashtag, lavish living. And three quarters of the country is in poverty. How many of them actually know their rights? You can't dominate a world you don't understand. And they became wealthy because oil was found by their, by their bay. You know, I can't wait for us to be at a place where we can liberate nations, we can liberate societies, communities, but we may have to understand how the world works. Education helps bring a certain level of relevance There are certain offices that you'll go to through your skill, some through your connections, some might need a paper. Education can help you have a voice. And please not yet again, when I say education, I'm not limiting it to formal education, but there must be some form of knowledge. Education can give you an opportunity to command a greater income. For some of you, your your paper has got nothing to do with your purpose. It's just there to help you have a bit of money. There are some who may feel strongly that for them, their purpose is in entrepreneurship. If only they could have capital. But then for others, that capital will come through their paper. It will come through their education. So you may have to study a course you don't like, Work for some time in a field you don't like and save your money well and invest it in what you like. <laughs> Very God. The fact is, some of you will study courses you don't like. It's a fact. So don't let someone... I I don't advise people to drop out when they have an opportunity to get something. It's one of the keys to fulfilling your heavenly mandate. For some people in this place, your divine assignment may never be fulfilled without you studying that course. Either through the people to connect you to or the people you will meet at the university or at the college and the like. I wouldn't have started COL had I not gone to Onza. Because there are certain people I was supposed to meet who I met through meeting the brother to the sister to the cousin to the friend. Now let's, let, let's continue. I'll show you a few scriptures soon. Next section. So Christians must be educated. The next one. Why should Christians be educators? Have you ever read the book Animal Farm? My goodness, today you guys are looking at me in, in a very strange way. <laughs> but if I don't teach you this, I don't know who will. How of you have read the book Animal Farm? You remember it was two pigs that took over, right? One of them was called Napoleon. And then, why did Napoleon have an advantage over snowball? Because Napoleon educated. Notice, while the other guy was running the place, Napoleon was running the education. And then before he knew it, he educated them in his image. And they could all do his dirty dealings. What am I trying to say? Educators have access to shaping the next generation. Educators, all forms of educators, whether formal or informal, they are the ones who shape the next generation. Some people in this place, you need to start developing yourself to become the next Chimbusas and and Nambusas and, and stuff like that. No, I'm serious. Some people here need to be the next nambusas and stuff. Because, no, no, think about it. Some of our young ladies are going through torture because they are not there. Because in those meetings, it's nothing like let's agree. Even like with the men. They need, some of you guys need to become marriage counselors. Because who else would tell the people what they need to hear. You can shape the next husbands and wives. Ladies and gentlemen, educators have access to so much. They shape how the next generation thinks. They shape how the next generation thinks. So let me give you an example. If an educator is a serious pervert and is always cracking, such jokes what do you think will happen to the people he's educating if you if an educator is a serious atheist and always makes reference to it and in the classes looks at people like me and says i'm sure you pentecostals will say it's demons and then continues because i'm just saying your stuff i've experienced in classes what do you think is happening to the minds of those who've got no choice but to listen to him. And I don't know if any of you have experienced it, but I have. I've experienced um, platforms where the moment the educator knew I was a pastor, he made it his personal mandate to ensure that every class is said something negative about pastors and churches. Every class. And then he would turn to me and smile. It reached a place where one of the fellow students had to go and complain to the administration and he was removed. Now, if those are the people having access to the young minds, what will happen? Now let me give you a thought. Um, I want you to imagine that for the next three months, in whatever education you're doing, I was your lecturer. What do you think will happen to the class? <laughs> now, I want you to think about it just for a second, like just for one month or three without even much talking, I'm not boasting, but just by the way I would conduct myself, I would, re- I would receive a lot of, can you please pray for me? <laughs> Listen, educators are among the greatest role models in society. I was lecturing a class. They were all older than me. They were underprepared by the previous lecturer, and they had exams in a few weeks. And I remember I went before them. And on the first day, one of them was so disappointed, maybe because I looked so young. And, they, and the person just said, openly, we are doomed! <laughs> <laughs> it's hopeless! <laughs> and I began lecturing and lecturing. Now, one of the days, just before the exams, like, um, First, I told them they were all going to pass. I was not the one marking, but I knew they would pass. I knew they would pass. It wasn't possible for them to fail. I was the one teaching them. And, you know, we've got... I I don't know why lecturers pride themselves in failing people. I'm not saying set exams that are not fair. But what I'm saying is prepare your people. So I remember one of them came to me and said... So I would like to know, is there any extra preparation you want to do? You know, you are our father in this class. We are your children. (laughs) Why did they see me as their father and them my children? Because I was their educator. There are some people in this place and I'm praying you realize it. Some of you here need to be lecturers. Lord, may the anointing for lecturing hit that person today. Some people here need to be peer educators. Do you know that I became a... I was a peer educator with a certain organization when I finished grade 12. Then that organization sent us to... I think was sent to Roma Girls and to Matero Girls. Because I was introduced as their peer educator... There's a certain way I had access to certain people that that other people never had. There are certain issues that were brought to me and I was like 15, 16, which were serious issues. But because I was introduced as the instructor, because I was introduced as the trainer, people could bring them to me. And generally, I think we're doing behavior change programs and stuff like that. You're saying you've got nothing to do. Go and volunteer somewhere. Let them train you in one or two things. Go and train other people in one or two things. We need people like you training. I don't know if you're getting my point. As a matter of fact, I believe every Christian should at one point in their life, even if it's for two days, just volunteer in some area of some sort. Educators are role models. Ladies and gentlemen, we need Christians in the education sector. We need Christians who, when we're sitting down to discuss the syllabus, to discuss the curriculum, we need some people who argue and say, why are we teaching them that? It's not even proven. Why should we tell them they came from monkeys? And ask for, ask for proof. It's not even like you... And you may even be so smart that you may not even need for lack of better term, a very biblical argument, just a very educated one. Is somebody getting my point? Somebody came to me and they wanted to discuss the authenticity of some of the scriptures. And they told me they were not praying much because they had read the book of Adam And they read, yeah, they told me they read the book of Adam, they read the book of this, they read the book of this. Now, I've studied the history of the books. (laughs) So I was quiet for a while. Then afterwards, they asked me to speak. And I gave them an answer. And my answer, to be fair, was purely academic. Because there's there's a verification process that all the books that are in the scriptures right now went through that some of those failed, those verification processes. And even the most recent discovery, which was the Dead Sea Scrolls, proved that the ancient Hebrews, there are certain books that they read, and they were proved to be accurate. So someone can easily be cheated simply because they've not read. Let me give you this example. Somebody came to me and said, Pastor, I'm starting to doubt Christianity. I said, why do you say so? And he said, the way we've been told about angels, that's not really the way angels look. I said, oh, okay, how do they look? So they sent me these photos. I think you've been seeing them trending. Like this is the way the real angels look. I don't know, there's like... <laughs> and then they show like, <laughs> like they show like these weird creatures and the like. And they say, this is the way angels look, but how come in Christianity we portray it as if they look like human beings? I said, oh, okay, let me see the photos. Oh, those, those are the wheels in Ezekiel... Ezekiel 6, right? No, Ezekiel 1. Yes. Okay. Oh, those, yeah, those are the ones Isaiah 1 described, right? Yeah. Okay. And then those, no, those are not angels. Those are described in the Bible as living creatures. Let's get let's get the wedding right. I said, th- those are not. Then I said, okay. <laughs> then I went on to ask. Um, what about when Abraham saw three men, and then um, they came to him and it was clear one was the Lord, two were angels, because in chapter 19 it says, and the two angels walked. What about those? (laughs) Um. I said, okay. What about (laughs) the one who appeared to Gideon, where he couldn't even tell until there was a sign? What about that one? How did he look like? I said, okay. What about where it says, be kind to strangers for in doing so some have entertained angels without knowing? And I said, all those images you've shown me are true. But more often than not, angels appear like human beings. What was the difference there? It was just lack of reading. It was just lack of reading. That's why people can argue you out of anything because we've not read, we've not understood. Ladies and gentlemen, educators need to ensure that the source of values and beliefs is God. That's what educators need to do. I'm yet to meet an educator who doesn't have an opinion. How many of you have studied any form of course that has to do with any form of economics of some sort? Okay. If you've studied, you can be able to tell Which president your lecturer liked, and which one your lecturer thinks ruined the nation? What am I trying to say? Every every educator has an opinion, so we need godly people to be in a position where we can give our opinions. And then here is the other thing: you may not even stand in front of the class and say all your opinions. But I can assure you, your students will search for you on Facebook. Those who have your numbers will be very curious to know what your WhatsApp status is. Simply because you're an educator. I cannot overemphasize. Now, let me just say this. Some of us in this place have had bad experiences. There could be somebody listening to me who, like, you'd love to be all this, but you just can't pass that exam. You've just had challenges with school, like it's rough, it's hard. There are others who perhaps the challenge has been more financial. Like if you had the school fees, you would study everything there is to study in the world. There are others listening to me whom you've just given up. Listen to me. I genuinely believe that if you have the opportunity, To get any form of education, get it. Perhaps you feel embarrassed because let's say you didn't manage to pass your grade 12 and so you're way behind. Here's one thing I'll tell you. The more you sit down and feel embarrassed about it, the more the years pass. The more you sit down, the more the years pass. Before you know it, it's been 10 years. Before you know it, it's been 15 years. Go back and write it. We'll celebrate you. We're ready to celebrate that victory. If you're feeling shy, we'll go together to register. If you ever have an opportunity to get an education, get it. Get it. And for those who've had challenges, I'm going to pray for you. That la- the Lord may help you. But Naka but the Lord may help you. <laughs> Once in a while you check your study strategy. Daniel 1, verse 17. As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. The man was highly educated but highly spiritual. At the same time, hey, I don't know if you're getting my point, the guy knows, the guy knows calculus but also knows the four living creatures. The guy knows science but also knows creation. And, uh, is somebody following what I'm trying to say? The guy knows economics but also knows miracle money. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> It says, God gave them knowledge in all learning and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So he could interpret both the spiritual and the material. How can you defeat such a person? Who can fight for justice and win it in the courtrooms. Then at the same time, go do warfare. In case you are trying to do anything funny to win the case. (laughs) How can you fight such a person? There is no method you can use. I don't know if somebody is hearing me. Now, let's go on. Now, at the end of the days, the king said he should bring them in. Then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king communed with them. Among them all was found none like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding that the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and the astrologers that were all in his realm. A worldly pagan king found them ten times better. What was the platform that got them there? It was education. Ladies and gentlemen, allow me just to say this. Unless otherwise, of which you should come and talk. Sensing the call of God, don't drop your books. In this generation, if you sense the call of God, you even need to study more. I hope somebody is hearing me. Just in case somebody here might need to return from the mountain. (laughs) Education also gives you a platform. You know how, is it in sociology where we learned that institutions have a manifest function and a latent function? It also gives you a platform to meet people. How many of you would have ever been at COL if it wasn't for school in a way? You'll find that the majority of you met somebody who met somebody who knew somebody through school. So, for some people here, without education, they would have never been a COL member. Imagine, you wouldn't have had a cool pastor like me. (laughs) Who can even teach you this stuff? Let's continue. Ladies and gentlemen, there is such a thing called supernatural intelligence. I also felt like saying there is such a thing called motorized gates. <laughs> so that you don't need to hoot the whole night. May the Lord bless them. So <laughs> there is such a thing called supernatural intelligence. I had a dream some few years ago, and I told you about it, where somebody came and laid hands on me and said, from today you have supernatural intelligence. Now, the word intelligence in the scriptures means understanding of concepts. In Job 32, verse 8, the Bible says, but there is a spirit within people the breath of the Almighty that makes them intelligent. And for some, this is linked to their calling. Why? In Exodus 31 verse 2, it says, See, I have called by name Beze- Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and all manner of workmanship to design artistic works in gold, and silver, and bronze. So some person might just be thinking, me, I'm just good at drawing. I'm just good at designing. Or oh, I'm just good at this. I'm just good at this. Not knowing that God filled you with that wisdom because that wisdom was going to be necessary for his kingdom. And that's why, in essence, no matter how much you use your education in your corporate job and all that kind of stuff, always ask yourself how you're also using it for purposes of the kingdom. Can you imagine? This guy, the Bible says, I've called him. We are not shown the encounter he had to be called. He may not even have known he was God, but God filled him with that wisdom for a purpose. Praise God. So if anyone here has been having challenges with their education, either in terms of financial challenges, blocking them from finishing their education. Some are stuck. They just don't know what to do. Come see us. Others, you just lost motivation completely. Maybe there are others who are wondering how can I handle it whereas at the same time I'm pursuing ABCD. Come see us, we'll talk. Then there are others who just maybe they're struggling to pass. I'm going to pray for you just now. I'm going to pray for you. God is a God of miracles. And one of the miracles that God does are called situational miracles. Situational miracles are miracles that based on a situation God intervenes. And you can see this a lot with the prophet Elisha. Notice Elisha made an axe float. Notice through the ministry of Elisha uh, water was healed. Water was healed. We thought Why? Because the situation in that moment demanded it. Now, at City of the Lord Church, this is one of our core values. This is something we believe in. This is something that, by the divine inspiration of God, we feel is one of the tools that God is using us to give us an advantage over different spheres. We believe that in every moment at every time someone should always be studying something. Whether formally or informally. There should be some form of studying going on. Some form of learning. Somehow we should be upgrading our insight into the things of the world so that we govern it. That's something that we believe. Praise God. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray now for your people. And Lord, this is what I ask. Father, there are those who have had challenges, some of these challenges have been mental while there are some who are having challenges with understanding concepts, I ask now, Lord, for that grace for supernatural intelligence to be manifest in their life. I declare over them that there is nothing a human being can prepare that they can ever fail. There is nothing a human being can prepare that they will fail. There is nothing a human being can prepare that they can't understand. No, there are others who are having challenges with school fees and with opportunities. There are some who need scholarships. Some need sponsorship. Some just need a miracle. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, as your servant, I release those miracles. I release those miracles. I release those financial miracles in Jesus' name. May we hear big testimonies. Big, big, big testimonies in the name of Jesus. There are some who have been victims of unfortunate situations at school. I declare divine compensation. But I pray over them. Those unfortunate situations that happen of people losing papers, of people's grades being reduced, not with them. May it never happen to them in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, raise educators among us. Educators in all sectors. Raise educators. People who teach, people who lecture, people who guide, people who instruct. Raise educators among us. In the name of Jesus. 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 There will never be anything you can't understand. There will never be a course you can't pass. And Lord, I pray, may there be a pushing up. Those who have been average, may they become A plus students. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There are those in this place who feel like education for them has been a fight. I stand with them. And I fight against that which is fighting them. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare that they are victorious in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are clearing all your courses. You are making the points you need to make. You are passing those dissertations. Your researches go well. Even in in informal education, you get the right opportunities. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Those who have been planning to be consultants, to be trainers, to be peer educators, to be leadership consultants and all sorts of areas... That grace is released today in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the mountain of education. We dominate it in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, congratulations, learned one. If you can understand this, what can't you understand? Ask them, is there anything you can't understand? If you can understand being born again, what can't you understand? Hey? You can understand spiritual matters. What are earthly matters to you? Come on, tell another one. Congratulations, learned one. Hey. Let's give our offerings. We are done for the day. So tomorrow, 1940, we're tackling the mountain of government. The mountain of governance. You understand some of us will find our callings in these same teachings. And then on Friday, we're tackling two mountains. The mountain of media, And the mountain of arts and entertainment. And then on Saturday, we're taking a break. And then on Sunday, we're discussing the Christian in the marketplace. I said the Christian in the marketplace. Problem when I say marketplace, the marketplace is beyond that. (laughs) say after me I have the mind of Christ I have unique understanding of all concepts touch your mind and say in the name of Jesus I'm fully active and sharp my memory is good I remember, I remember all things, say in the, in the name of Jesus. I'm strong in analysis. I'm strong in science. I'm strong in, I'm strong in calculations. I'm strong in, I'm strong in all areas. Say in the, in the name of Jesus, I cannot fail. I cannot fail. Amen. Amen. Hey! <laughs> That which is born of God overcomes the world.
0: Oh wow, what a service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 777 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.